Welcome to Blood Moon Milk, the astrology podcast that helps you use the moon for mindfulness, meditation, and manifestation. I'm your host, Aurora, and today's episode is all about the Sagittarius full moon and eclipse that occurs on May 26th at 7.15 a.m. This is an eclipse, so it's likely to be pretty intense out there for some folks, especially if you have any personal planets at or near 5 degrees Sagittarius. But before we get into all those specifics and all that astro good stuff, let's kick things off with the song Bow and Arrow by Casey Johannesing off the album The Hiding.
Sagittarius is represented by the bow and arrow, the archer, and the centaur. It's probably one of the most complicated signs in astrology, but let's break it down. It's the mutable fire sign. Mutable signs are the thinkers and philosophers of the zodiac, and that's certainly true for Sagittarius. Mutable signs are also the most flexible and adaptable of the signs and have the best tendency to go with the flow, where others can be more stuck in their ways or off on their own adventure, not really caring about what other people are doing. They do best in relationships with fixed or cardinal signs, however. Mutable signs tend to be good with relationships and the details of day-to-day -day life. They can be really good at multitasking, but they tend to struggle a little bit with scattering their energies or losing focus. It helps if they aim decisively towards a goal, and as Sagittarius is also a fire sign, they are certainly creative. Sagittarius is likely to be one of the best big picture thinkers of the zodiac. Sagittarius energy evolves through learning, travel, seeking knowledge, and using intuition to glean the truth from all this unique personal experience. Sagittarius is ruled by the planet Jupiter, who just popped into the sign of Pisces. Since we look at the condition of the ruling planet in astrology to get more insight about the energies at play in the ever-changing sky, Jupiter and Pisces reminds us that we need to be more than ever be mindful of our focus and intentions. And attentions. The key phrase for Sagittarius is aim, which is easy to do if you're paying attention to your focus. However, it's just as easy for your energies to scatter and dissipate to nothing if you don't keep your eye on the prize. Let's look at some manifestations of the positive and negative traits of Sagittarian energy. Three, two, one. Sagittarians tend to bite off more than ink. Three, two, one. Sagittarians tend to bite off more than they can chew. This means that they promise more than they can deliver and can be impatient because they have so much going on and they need to go a lot of places. Um, they can also have a bad case of foot and mouth disease, meaning they'll say anything no matter how undiplomatic and wish they hadn't a few minutes or not even realize they've said something offensive in the worst case scenario. They'll likely need their Libra friends to smooth things over for them. They can have a reputation for having surface level relationships with a lot of people. However, I've seen this more with male Sagittarians than the women, but it can be true for both sexes. They might have a ton of friends, but none of them really know the deeper, more inner truth behind that smiling mask. This might come from a lifetime of always constantly being on the move and having a long list of things to do because they've taken so much on. So on one level, they know everything must come to an end and in a kind of backwards effort to protect their fragile hearts, they don't always let others in. They also have a violent animalistic streak in them, and if they feel they are in physical danger, they can be wildly ruthless 
and particularly brutal when it comes to protecting themselves. However, they generally aren't overtly aggressive unless they have some hard aspects going on in their chart. They are, after all, the only sign that is represented by a weapon, however. Trust me, though, they would generally much rather shoot those bows or shoot those arrows at apples for fun than at any person or another animal. This violent streak reminds me of Jupiter and its so-called red dot. It's actually a pretty epic storm that's been brewing for hundreds, if not thousands of years. And I like to think this is why the deity Jupiter is thought of as having an affinity for lightning bolts and even bouts of violence. The storm itself, by the way, is the size of planet Earth. I mean, yeah, it's huge. If Jupiter, by the way, just had slightly more material matter while it was forming, it would have formed a second sun instead of the gas giant we know and love, and it would have made the entire solar system between the two suns completely uninhabitable. So it's a good thing that Jupiter has a certain amount of buoyancy to it, even though it does have the largest gravitational and magnetic field of a planet in the solar system, which may well be a rather scientific manifestation or way of explaining the Jupiterian property of expansion. Sagittarius is ruled by Jupiter, and Jupiter tends to expand on everything it touches, and this can make overdoing it a real danger for those who have Sagittarius featuring prominently in their charts. Also, they generally dislike the feeling of being trapped or obligated to anyone or anything, which can lead them to kind of doing the so-called Irish goodbye at a party. So it can be difficult to really get to know the deeper aspects of Sagittarians, but it's well worth the effort. Sagittarians are independent, freedom-loving, and generally liberal, open-minded, and jovial. They can bring a party to life with their jokes and their good moods. They tend to be generous, idealistic, and again, that sense of humor is unparalleled. They're also excellent gift givers and honest to a fault. In relationships, Sagittarians tend to be adventurous as well as generous, and they like to try new things or break down barriers. In bed, Sagittarians like trying new positions, toys, and making things fun in general. So there will be laughter. And yes to the lights on, yes to trying something new like love making outside. All things generally, yes, big fun. In relationships, Sagittarians will have to be honest and true to themselves first. And that might seem selfish, but it means that they'll move on from a relationship that's not working and doesn't have a future, which is actually saving everybody precious time, although it can feel kind of brutal in the moment. If it's not working, it's not working, and a Sagittarius just won't stay around for the sake of another person's feelings. They feel generally it's cruel to be kind in that scenario. Um, a Sagittarius will look always to be honest and check in with their emotions and tend to avoid any negative situations that involve maybe any kind of emotional blackmail. A Sagittarius will leave any sort of social situation that might feel dishonest in some way 
and they'll remember if they've been lied to or used as some kind of emotional whipping post until the last moment of their life. It just will be burned in their memory and they'll be avoidant of that person's situation forever. Whether it's a business partner or a lover, if they find you being dishonest with them, there's no quicker way to completely and utterly destroy your bond with them. This is because they're fairly innocent to the darker ways of manipulative behavior. So it's just not likely they would ever consider engaging in it themselves. And so when they discover they've been targeted, they feel so foolish and internalize that feeling of naivete or just resent being manipulated that it's incredibly hard for them to forgive somebody else because they hold themselves to such high standards. They would rather move on than waste precious time with somebody they can't trust. And this doesn't always deserve an an explanation in their minds. This also proves true for someone accusing them of lying, which in most cases would never happen. But in, you know, sometimes this sort of thing does happen, but it tends to wound Sagittarians so deeply that it will just destroy the relationship, whatever kind of relationship that might be. However, some Sagittarians tend to see the truth as being particularly favorable, um, for them if they phrase things in a certain light. So bending the truth and adapting it to be a little bit more flattering or exciting, not out of the realm of possibility, but outright manipulation and lying, definitely out of character. They also have natural athletic abilities and are likely to be drawn to sports in some way. Uh, This could manifest as you know participating actively in sports or enjoying sporting events or just wearing a lot of athletic gear they are also the natural scholars of the zodiac and have a true love of learning as well as a flair for teaching this can make conversations highly stimulating because they have a wealth of knowledge Sagittarians tend to know that the path to enlightenment is not the one that's well-worn with lots of fellow travelers, nor is it always glamorous. They know that the best experiences lie in wait to be discovered by those with adventurous spirits. So they'll likely politely take all the suggestions for where to travel on board and then completely ignore them to follow their instinct, usually resulting in great stories only they would be able to give true justice in telling. Let's listen to the song Lightning Road by the Pale Riders off the album From the Lighthouse to the Cross, and we'll be right back.
Sagittarius is commonly represented as a centaur pulling back a bow. The centaur most associated with the sign of Sagittarius is named Chiron, and Chiron was the most sophisticated and wise centaur in ancient Greek mythology. He was thought to be a highly educated scholar who was a teacher to some of the great heroes, including Hercules, Achilles, Jason of Jason on the Argonauts fame, as well as many others. He was also a renowned healer, but he ironically couldn't heal himself. He received a wound from his student Hercules when he was shot with a poison arrow, and the wound was so bad it just couldn't heal and caused him a lot of pain and misery. So he begged the gods to be able to renounce his immortality, and as a result, he was placed among the stars as the constellation Centaurus. The asteroid Chiron was also named for him, so he has lots of ties with astrology mythology. In some legends, Chiron was the son of Thalera and Saturn, who was said to have changed himself into a horse to escape his jealous wife. This might be the origin story as to where Sagittarius gets its reputation for being hard to pin down and uh, an affinity for surface level interactions with people even if you happen to have children with them. <laughs> Let's go ahead and look at the astrology of the upcoming full moon eclipse in the sign of Sagittarius. This full moon will be a super moon and it's also called the flower moon as it's a time when the flowers are in bloom in the Northern hemisphere. As I mentioned earlier, this is an eclipse and Full moon eclipses tend to suddenly shine a light on some major thing or simply shut a door hard and fast. There could be drastic changes or events that take place that affect you personally in a way that you find potentially devastating. I'm sorry to tell you that, but this is only likely if you have a personal planet at or near five degrees of Sagittarius. So... With that in mind, avoid making any hasty decisions or rushing to action because the crowd is doing something. Instead, do your best to simply observe and learn what you can. You might see someone close to you behaving in an absolutely shocking way that shines a light on their true nature and helps you to better make more informed decisions about your relationship with that person. Think of the full moon lunar eclipse as shining a light into the dark parts of your life that really need to be cleaned up and aired out. Think of your kitchen floor, for example. If you never turned a bright light on and really inspected it, you would never see just how filthy it is from all the dropped food, the tracked in dirt, dog hair, etc, etc. And you would never know how badly it really needs to be cleaned up, cleaned out in order to make your whole life a healthier, more beneficial experience to everybody. How much nicer is it to know that your floor is clean when you sit down to make a meal? While perhaps it's not the most glamorous of transits, it can certainly be, certainly be dramatic and it's useful for clearing out some of that stale old energy to make room for bigger, better things on the way. Right before the full moon occurs, the morning of May 26, the moon is septile to Pluto and Capricorn. This can lead to feeling 
deeply attuned to some ineffable force, a kind of divine imperative that directs your life. And there's a sense of, there, there can be a sense of destiny guiding your choices, whether this is conscious or not. And honestly, this is, uh, I mean, Pluto transits in general can be rather intense and profoundly felt. But I think with this being right before that eclipse occurs, this is um, significant. And honestly, it's, it's rather nice to know that, okay, there might be some drama coming, but there's an undergirding sense that the universe is kind of guiding these actions these events to take place so that you can benefit from them in the long run but yeah okay it's not always fun in the moment but you look at the bigger picture that's what Sagittarius is really good for big picture thinking so this can be good news for those of us to who are looking to remake our lives in general uh in the wake of a pandemic this full moon eclipse will occur at five degrees in the sign of Sagittarius, and the Sabian symbol for five degrees Sag is a game of cricket, which, if you're not familiar, is the great, I think it's called the Great British Game, but there's lots of rules and protocol, and it suggests that there's certain protocols and rules which need to be followed in order to gain some kind of communal enjoyment. It's also indicative of a need for honesty, something which Sagittarian energy puts on a pedestal, as we mentioned earlier. This full moon will trine Chiron in the afternoon of that same day the full moon occurs. Of course, Chiron is a namesake for Sagittarian energy, and as such, this can be a highly beneficial time for creative projects. This can make us collectively more sensitive, so be on the lookout for synchronicities. They can be a clue to any big questions you might be pondering, or you might be sent messages about how to navigate through life. It could be as simple as seeing a bird or getting a sudden impulse to call a friend. Just pay attention and be receptive to positive influence. This full moon will be an ideal time to take a walk in nature. It could be a time of being intuitively guided and drawn to new opportunities that turn past traumas and old wounds to fuel for your mission, especially when it comes to nurturing and creating emotional validity to others. Right now, emotional intelligence is high and your ability to make others feel secure and validated will serve you well. Full moons in general can tend to make people anxious or feel overwhelmed and even physically depleted and worn out. So perhaps it's not every full moon that affects you this way, but if so, do try to make an effort to rest up and drink plenty of water. This will also help you to avoid any of the uh, unnecessary drama that can accompany full moons. I think what sticks out to me no, most notably for this particular full moon, astrologically speaking, is that it's an eclipse. And for me personally, it is right on my sun. So I'm a little nervous <laughs> about what could happen, what that means. Um, so I'll let you know. Stay tuned on social channels on Instagram at bloodmoonmilk. Um, if anything really dramatic happens, I'll be sure to share. But if anything happens to you, 
reach out to me, message me at Blood Moon Milk on Instagram, and just tell me what's going on. Uh, lately, I've been working at the Renaissance Festival, the Georgia Renaissance Festival, on weekends doing Renaissance style readings. Um, which is a little different than what I would do in a more modern uh, astrology reading. Basically, I have to go off a set of data points for where the planets are positioned and talk to strangers about the intimate details of their lives. And it's been a lot of fun and uh, it really has been enjoyable getting to talk to people about astrology and but my favorite thing in those conversations is seeing how different transits actually manifest for people. So just because I say, oh, the textbook definition is X, Y, or Z, I want to see how that X, Y, or Z shows up for you, the listener. So message me, tell me, and let's communicate. Um, getting back into the swing of things and working on a lot of projects kind of behind the scenes right now for Blood Moon Milk, one of which um, is adapting the old Daily Dose email newsletter subscription service to be a podcast because, hello, that's where my audience is already. You're listening already. So it would be a short, you know, under five minute podcast that you could listen to first thing in the morning as you have your cup of coffee. So you just get a heads up about what's going on collectively that day in the in the sky. And I think that it's a it's going to be a good like resource to have if you like this podcast consider subscribing it should be about five or six dollars a month and i'll make sure that you can share i'll share where you can subscribe to that when it's all available i think at this point my goal date for launching that is june 1st but i gotta make sure all the back end infrastructure is set up first and it will be through itunes um so yeah like get excited. Please consider supporting me because don't have a full-time job right now. <laughs> but I love doing this podcast and I, I think that astrology can really be beneficial and helpful to a lot of people. And so if you enjoy what I do, consider subscribing to the new improved version of the Daily Dose that will be in podcast form coming up. So if that can get going, I can make more, better, bigger content. I can release guided meditations for each of the full moons and new moons and uh, more exclusive content via that channel. So support me and I will make you magical stuff. <laughs> Thanks. Okay, so um, let's listen to a song and then we'll come back and talk about those great questions because... Sagittarius is the great philosopher. Let's talk about those questions for mindfulness, meditation, and manifestation during this eclipse. This is Philosopher by Yellowstone and Voice. We'll be right back. All of the children in the park Searching the sculpture to find where you are 
Since this full moon is called the flower moon, I thought it would be cool to talk about some of the more natural grounded aspects of this energy that you could use in a practical way for your meditation. 
High John the Conqueror is an herb, and I like what it represents with regards to contemplating Sagittarius energy. It's used for aiding and manifesting abundance, which Jupiter is all about. It's about new beginnings, good luck, and unblocking stuck energy, which is key for this eclipse. It's a helpful road opening herb. The root of the plant can be ground up and the smell has an instantly grounding effect once you sniff it. I mean, don't snort it, just like, you know, smell it. It's pleasant. <laughs> um, it's a highly powerful aid in helping to burn away energetic blockages. As this full moon is an eclipse, which can lead to abrupt endings, it could be helpful to burn some high john during your meditation to make it a peaceful, calm transition. It could be helpful in coming up with new creative ideas, how to approach old obstacles, even in the most stubborn seeming uh, situations. And it can help you create a happier outcome if it's used. Overall, it's a highly beneficial herb that can help you align with Sagittarius uh, energy and its ruler Jupiter in a highly positive, beneficial way. Also, because Sagittarius is a fire element, consider burning some to incorporate that fire smoke element into your full moon meditation. Just to, you know, like experience and contemplate what it is that fire energy does when we see it at work in a controlled way. It can be really special. Sagittarius energy rules the hips, so focus on grounding yourself during this full moon lunar eclipse. The hips is the seat of all of our creative energy in the body. So if the hips are stiff or blocked, then we can have trouble manifesting new creative ideas and solving some of those pesky problems. It might be a good idea to do some stretches that isolate the hip muscles before meditating. And just so you know, Jupiter is said to rule the sacral chakra, which is like where we have all of our creative energy stored. So this aligns with uh, sexual creativity and just the way we process and output stuff in the world. That's where that energy is stored in our body. So focus on releasing any stuck energy in this area. And that could be really beneficial to your progress and whatever it is you're working on like manifesting during this meditation. Um, if I'm going to suggest a crystal for you to use, it would be citrine because it's it helps promote creativity and abundance uh, while promoting positivity. And those all align with Jupiter's jovial, abundant nature in a nice way. Um, it's also said to help aid in digestion, but don't eat it, uh, just wear it. And that can help to gently stimulate that sacral chakra to help dissipate any negative energy in a natural way of elimination. So here are your questions for mindfulness during your meditation for manifestation during the full moon in Sagittarius. While Sagittarius is the eternal optimist of the Zodiac, with Jupiter transiting Pisces, we must be very careful and aware of our intentions. So think to yourself, what area of your life could you be more positive about? How can you speak more positively of even the most negative situations to help shift that intentional energy in a more positive flowing direction? Have I been on my soapbox lately? Has my preachiness turned people off? 
Is there a way I can be more receptive to the ideas of others? Is there something or someone that I might have run away from when I should have given it more time and thoughtful consideration? Is there any area of my life in which I've been careless? Sagittarius isn't always the best at looking at the small details, and it can often overlook and gloss them over because they're so preoccupied with big ideas. So just internalize that information for what you will and see where you could add some details to that big picture. Ask yourself, what does the big picture of my life look like if I were to describe it to someone whom I've never met before? This could be helpful in seeing all those positive aspects of your day-to-day in detail, which we might typically overlook. Is there a particular subject that I'm interested in learning more about? Also, lastly, but definitely not least, Sagittarius loves to travel. And for the last year, that's been pretty limited by the pandemic. But things are starting to open up and this eclipse could help change that for the better. So ask yourself where you most want to go when you're allowed to go anywhere. Start manifesting that dream trip into reality now. That's it for this episode of Blood Moon Milk. Our theme music was composed by the very talented Adam McIntyre. Please join me, Aurora, next time, and thanks for listening. This is Big Jet Plane by Angus and Julia Stone, playing you out and off to those destinations in your mind.
gonna kiss him. Oh. 